I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy almost Valentine's Day and happy belated birthday to Captain Influence. Oh my gosh, we are nerding out on a lot today. I'm going to share my favorite Super Bowl commercials from the last weekend, of course. Captain has a Valentine's Day origin and not only his normal deep thoughts, but an actual real deep thought for us. I've been checking out various TV shows to watch and review, and boy, do I have some good thoughts for you. Plus, more new music to share. My perfect Valentine's Day? I'm at home, three cell phones in front of me, fielding desperate calls from people who want to buy one of the 50 restaurant reservations I made over six months ago. Let's rock it! Oh, yeah. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. I am sitting here licking my microphone right now. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason mm. I am. I'm doing a little kiss thing, you know? I want to rock Gene and Simmons there. Yeah, exactly. Captain Influence. Happy Dude. birthday. Well, Thanks, Tuesday. bro. We're, you were rocking the Dwight Schrute there. That was awesome. <laughs> That's a great Valentine's <laughs> Day idea. My idea of Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, I got I got it. We got to rewatch the office it's so rewatchable it's not even funny you know i actually started about i don't know a couple weeks ago because oh, again well so well no, not again i mean like well for the first time in a long time so i okay. oh, i guess i should say this i got into the office i think it was on what season three already and so i started we went back and we started watching from the beginning mm-hmm. got through all of that and then I have rewatched seasons one through four quite a bit just because they're just so rewatchable. And then, (laughs) you know, as they were coming out, I was watching five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And I really was not a big fan of season eight. I I mean, I'm sorry, but the Robert California (laughs) character was the worst hands down character on the show ever. It was just so unbelievable and unrealistic and over the top and just like, oh, he sucked. Even though James Spader's kind of, well, I don't know if I like him actually. I loved I him in Stargate. I forgot about his character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was bad. But anyway, I mean, you know, Later. So what I really want to do, though, is go back and rewatch the rest of the series. The first two seasons are free on Peacock. And then you have to pay for Peacock Premium if you want seasons three through nine, which is too bad. But I okay. own them all hmm. on, on DVD. I just got to pull them out. Boom. Yeah, you yeah. got to do your Plex thing and nerd out on those while you do it. Right? I know. Exactly. See? Well, right? it's so exciting. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it's almost Valentine's day and, uh, you know, it was your birthday this week. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we're nerding out on a lot of stuff. I mean, really, we, we are having a lot of fun today and I don't even know what's going on anymore, but here's what I was thinking. And we were talking about this <laughs> before the show. And I thought this is hilarious. I've been trying to come up with a cool tagline for the show. And I think we just hit one. That's really cool. So I'm just going to throw it out. Overcoming things that bother our lives and nerding out on things that better our lives. Isn't it awesome? I like it. It sounds like a tagline. Taglines are hard, dude. Just like math. Yeah, hard. Uh-huh. Mm, mm. Oh, 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 yeah. Peter. You sound like you're drinking something. Oh, Peter, this is terrific. Ooh, yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. Peter, you're nasty. Oh, mm. uh, I'm going to need you to come in tomorrow. Yeah, we've uh, lost <laughs> a few people. And so um, I need to play a little catch up. This is terrific tea there, Peter. 
took my stapler. <laughs> but 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 last the last time I didn't I didn't receive a piece. Just just pass. This is interesting. So I randomly found this tea that was I'm assuming it was a gift because it just kind of appeared in our kitchen. It's from one of the local spice shops, tea, spice shops and all that. This is all organic, by the way. Ginger, turmeric, licorice root, lemongrass, orange peel, and then lemon and orange essential oils. That is terrific, Peter. Mm. Sounds sounds complicated. Mm. Is it a complicated taste? No, actually. Um, and what's cool is the the orange essential oil gives it a sweetness. So does the orange peel. And the licorice root does too, but you can barely taste the licorice root. That just kind of gives it a smooth flavor. But you got a lot of ginger and turmeric in there. I mean, this is probably super healthy. And it's like gut healthy kind of thing. Good for your, your yeah. stomach. I'm drinking it in my Star Wars mug. Oh, man. That is. Wow. I like it. It's. um. <laughs> What is it like? It's existential yet accessible. <laughs> okay. <I'm sorry. laughs> Happy birthday, Speaking man. Speaking of existential, yeah, yeah. thank you. And, you know, I turned 45 this week. 45. Yeah, my mother can't wow. believe it. And, You're so young. Uh, I know. Well, I hope so. I hope so. For some reason, uh, my birthday this week brought on a series of deep thoughts. Not the goofy kind, but the actual deep thought kind. I just yeah. wanted to share them with you. And for whatever reason, this popped into my head, Brian, for millennia, people, humans, have lived and died in their respective societies where their way of life never really changed all that much or not all that often. For century after century, up until recent centuries, whatever society you were in, you were born, you were raised a certain way, to have a certain vocation. There was always change, you know, in the form of like inevitable wars, famine, emigration, whatever. But the basic way of life almost never changed significantly. Not so starting right around the advent of the 20th century. Every decade in this last century has brought huge social changes, and the paradigm is continuously shifting at an accelerated rate. Mm -hmm. Electricity, household plumbing, automobiles, this all happened in one century, by the way. Radio, telephones, air travel, TV and other appliances, civil rights, satellite communications, personal computers, the internet... Social media, smartphones, VR. Did I miss anything? I tried to go in order, more or less. Space travel. So in the course of a single century, out of the thousands of centuries before, our species has experienced an unprecedented number of technological and social stimuli, and we've adapted as we had to, Mm -hmm. and not always with grace. Sure. So my question to, my rhetorical, purely rhetorical question is, where does it all go from here? Will the 21st century continue the trend of accelerated change or will things start to level out somewhat? You know, all all this stuff that was science fiction just a few decades ago or less is now our normal reality. Mm -hmm. But will it start to level off? I mean, will we start going Star Trek or will things level off? The acceleration will decrease or will something awful happen and it'll just drop off the cliff? Hmm. Well, it's interesting how, you know, some of the stuff is leveled off like space travel, like I mentioned. That was kind of mm-hmm. a huge thing for a while. And then, oh, nope, it's done. But then technology took off because, I mean, you look back, like you said, a couple of decades ago, science fiction, they were predicting space travel by now. They were predicting mm-hmm. all kinds of things by, you know, 2020. We were we had flying cars. We had spaceships or starships or whatever. At this point, there was mm-hmm. a lot of things that we had, but we don't have any of that. What we do have on right. the other hand now is we're getting autonomous cars, which that was predicted early 2000s. So we're a little behind the game on that one, but it's starting to happen. Technology, on the other hand, you know, a couple of decades ago, they didn't even come close to predicting the technology that we have today. I, what I'm curious, though, is what prompted this? Is it because like, hey, I just turned 45 and so now I'm starting to think about 
No, like, wasn't it, there something about that, or was it just kind of a random? Yeah, I mean, it was it, it it was related to my birthday, and it was related to that realization that we all go through as we get older, more and more as we get older. You know, am I am I middle aged, or am I you know within ten years of my inevitable decline, or am I um, uh, you know you you just wonder these existential things sometimes, and on your birthday is is a big day for those you know musings, sure. right? You know, I just realized, you know, wow. People just, the human animal was so stagnant for so long. We literally can't wrap our heads around it because we're so used to, in our time and, and age, we're so used to all this fast-paced change and, sure. and you know the social dynamics that we're all immersed in. We can't really fathom very well what it would have been like to live a couple thousand years ago or, or whatnot. It's just a completely different way of life. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about age, not recently, but just in general over the last few years because... You know, as you get older, you start thinking about stuff like this too. But it is interesting, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh man, you know, anybody that's five or 10 years older than you is old, you know, because right. you, you have Especially no Especially when you're really young. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. I yeah. mean, you're, once you get older, you start to realize that age is really, really matters quite a bit less. But, you know, I remember when my dad turned 40, you know, it was always <laughs> over the hill and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you don't, you don't even hear that anymore. And yeah, I've right. heard that 70 up. is the new 40. It's really weird there's this cool new push towards you're not old after you hit 40 or 50, even though there was for whatever reason, for quite some time, there was that stigma and that's not there anymore. Now the stigma yeah. is you're old, like when you're 90, which I think is kind of cool. And even then there's people in their nineties that are like totally fit and, you know, running marathons there around are. us and stuff. And, but I think what's interesting is if you look back centuries ago, age was considered the thing to achieve yeah. like when you were older you were wise you know they were the the elders you know and you were your elder you yeah. respected those people and it was just it was like this massive achievement well right somewhere along the line it became all about youth and the old people let's just throw them away because they're a, they're a waste on our resources and you know if you're over 40 your life's pretty much going downhill now i'm like what Th- that may be a prevalent attitude, but I don't know if I would be comfortable generalizing society in that way. I think that there are still plenty of people who who respect, if not revere their elders. I to think your there's point. some, but you're right from a societal yeah. standpoint, though, that's just not practiced anymore. Yeah, it's probably not as, you know, just not as prevalent as it used to be. Yeah. I don't, uh, I mean, I haven't really ever seen it in my lifetime. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't can, see I can, people I respecting that. their, I mean, they love their grandparents, but they don't, they don't respect elders. Like I've heard, right. I've heard and read the stories and I've never seen it is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. That's fair. And in fact, I think all of us are somewhat, you're right. I think all of us are a little bit guilty of that. Yeah. That whole 40, 70 being the new 40 thing is an, is more of an attitude than a reality. I mean, if, if the average lifespan were 90 or even higher than that, then yeah, 40s or 70s is the new 40. Mm-hmm. But really in reality, I haven't seen the the median lifespan really go up enough to really justify calling 70 the new 40. It's just an attitude is is what I is my opinion. It's a positive attitude, but it's just an attitude. So the median life expectancy is around 80. You're right. It is an attitude, but also that's exactly the point is that it is an attitude. And right. one of the guys here, I, I was telling you about that. We, we had a guy here locally that turned 100 years old a couple months ago and everyone's like, what's the secret to long life? Yada, yada. It really came down to this less stress, <laughs> happier attitude. That's yeah. it. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, how many, if they're real doctors and doctors that actually are worth their, you know, whatever, Salt. yeah, they would all agree that stress is probably the number one killer. Yeah. 
I don't know, but that makes perfect sense to me. So, okay, maybe they're not going to, they're going to say, well, heart disease is, yeah, but what causes heart disease? Right. You know, stress mostly. I mean, there's obviously food and other things that go into it, but you know, there's so much out there about how much stress affects you in so many ways. And then you start seeing all these other problems. And then of course those other problems, you know, get the actual blame and all that, but it all starts with stress and anxiety. Yeah. So, you know, you do see these older people and you realize they're not stressed. They're not anxious. They just are like, Hey, and they're happy and they're joyful and they're positive. (laughs) And so if you're negative, if you're someone who's angry all the time, you're ranting on social media, you're stressed and you're anxious. Well, you're probably not going to live to be 80 years old. You know, then 40 is the 40 for you because, you know, that's it. Right. (laughs) But if you're just like, I got to let this go, man, like, you know, don't worry, be happy or let's have a little Bob. Well, Bob Marley died young. Shoot. Okay. We can't use (laughs) (laughs) it. Almost, almost, almost. But you know what I mean? A little, a little, little joy in life and stuff. James Dean. No, shoot. Not James Dean. Dang it. You never know. Right. So you might live to be older and you might have a longer, healthier life. I mean, who knows? But I, I think that's the thing is that when people say 70 is a new 40, man, go with it. You know, even though they may physically not live to be much older, hopefully they do. But I mean, I think people who have that attitude that 70s and new 40, they're going to live into their 80s. I really do. Or maybe 90s. I I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said is I think it's a great question and I think it should rhetorically get us to ask that like, well, what are we going to do? You know, you're saying, okay, well, I'm 45 and on my on my decline now. And I think the answer to that is absolutely not. You're not on your decline. Mm -hmm. You're only on the decline if you believe it. Exactly. You can be on the uphill until you die. And I've seen people do that where they're on the up and up until they just drop dead one day. And then it was like, well, man, that person sure lived. And what an inspiration. And that's I'm going to do it, Brian. Do it, man. I'm going to do it next week. Uh, we're sorry to say, everyone, we're so sad to say we've lost Captain Influence last week, right after but we he, had that really good conversation. Died happy. <laughs> oh, but he had a good attitude. And he was eating ice cream every night. Ooh, I'm going to have ice cream. Yeah, this Tonight, week. Yeah, yeah. we're having. Oh, because yeah. my mother-in-law, my movie buddy, my ex-movie buddy, since we don't go to the movies anymore, made me uh, peach dumplings. Oh, nice. And you got to have ice cream with peach peach dumplings. Come on. Yeah, so that sounds good. I've got some ice cream. I'm going to have some for dessert today, tonight. Princess peaches and cream. I'm going to live forever, baby. Yeah, dude. Just do it, man. Just do it. You're walking every day. Lower your stress. You know, I understand like work's crazy, but you know, it's always going to be crazy. You just got to don't worry. Be happy, dude. I'm telling myself this right now, too, because I hear you. you. I love it, man. Don't worry. Let's just relax and have fun. Yeah, that's it, man. Let's have a good time. Well, speaking of fun, I've mentioned this before that Colorado State, the men's and women's basketball teams have been back. They've been playing. You know, we've been able to watch them on TV. Unfortunately, not in person. Dude, mm-hmm. both teams are doing so well this year. Really? Like, awesome. This is the best season that we've seen personally. And for the men's team, it's like the best season in the last eight years now, I think. Oh, wow. And with the They're women's due. team. Oh, yeah, for sure. The women's team now has been traditionally pretty good to excellent, like winning the Mountain West title. And then, of course, I don't know if they ever got bids to the NCAA tournament or not. I don't really know how that all went, but mm. you know, they've done traditionally very, very well. They had a couple of, of low years the last couple of years, but this year, Oh my gosh, they're number one in the mountain West. I think they've lost two games total. It's amazing. Now the men's team, they're number three in the mountain West, but they're going up against two NCAA ranked teams that are higher than them, but they're getting a, a potential 
option to play in the tournament this year. So it's just been really fun to watch and it's so positive and that being said too, it's cool. like, well, you know, we're we're on a sports kick, so let's watch the Super Bowl. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't really honestly mm-hmm. care who won cuz I don't really have any connections to either team, but you know, it was interesting to watch, but man, the commercials this year <laughs> were the best I've seen in at least 10 years. You know, in past years it's like you might see maybe a, a handful like literally 3 to 5 commercials that were pretty funny and then the rest just sucked. This year there's a lot more and <laughs> I enjoyed them. I'm embarrassed to say I did not watch the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and okay. you know what? I didn't, I don't feel like it besides the commercials, yeah. which I can watch anytime on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. I don't feel like I missed out very much. I mean, I'm still trying to get over the giddiness of the Eagles Patriots game a couple of <laughs> years ago. That was such a good Super Bowl. And this yeah. one from all accounts was just a giant pile of trash so well um, it was a blowout and i know yeah. a lot of people were saying that the the ref calls were bad and again me not going for either team at first i was like there's a lot of ref calls against the chiefs like a lot mm. this and I'm, I'm starting to go is this like is this rigged is this rigged yeah <laughs> well the announcers what did Tom brady do i don't know well so i'm asking these i'm thinking like is this is this for real or is are these guys like throwing the game or what's going on here the announcers were kind of like no actually that, that was a good call there were two calls that I heard where the announcers were kind of, and even I was thinking like, okay, those, that one looked questionable to me and they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I would have called that. That could have gone either way. So you kind of go, eh, okay. But a lot of the calls, it's like when they showed the replays, they were, they were right. Even though okay. of course the chiefs fans were like, oh, the refs won the game. And it's like, well, cause they're they, fans, they yeah. were right though. I mean, again, I'm not going for either team. I don't care. And there were a couple calls that was like, eh, I don't know about that one, but, but but that's what makes your opinion more respectable is yeah. that you didn't have a dog in the fight. So exactly. Don't you love that phrase, by the way? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> when I'm watching a CSU game and the refs are calling against CSU, of course, I'm complaining about the ref calls, but then I'll step back and say, okay, they were right. I didn't because I'm <laughs> cheering for my team, man. So of course I'm yeah. going to rag on the refs because that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. So when we go to the women's games, when we're actually able to go there, we sit two rows behind the bench, the actual women's team bench. And so the coach is, I mean, we're top five, five to seven feet from us walking around talking. We can hear everything he's saying. It's really cool. There were a couple of games where, you know, the refs were just like, dude, and they were calling really bad calls. And even, you know, the coach was mad. Well, at one point I yelled it like, dude, that was a bad call. And the coach turned and looked at me and he said, no, she was right. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. That never mind. All right. Commercials. I just got to mention these really quickly. So first of all, these are in no particular order, but I was a big fan of them. The GM commercial with Will Ferrell was absolutely hilarious. Oh my gosh. I was laughing. That was wonderful. Wayne's world. The reunion of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. That was oh, so awesome. I missed that. Okay. Oh, right. I was, well, it was just like, oh, so good. Ford had a commercial that was super emotional and inspiring. I really appreciated that one. It wasn't funny. It was just nice. The speaking of that was the Toyota commercial with uh, the Jessica long story. She was an Olympic swimmer. That was also really inspiring and just gives it chills and stuff like that. Rocket mortgage ads were hilarious. Oh my gosh. I was talking about like, "Eh, I'm pretty sure it's safe. You know, I'm pretty sure these aliens aren't hostile. That was great. Yeah, I gotta watch those. Those were (laughs) awesome. Bud light did a really cool thing where they brought all of the commercial characters from years and decades past to combine it into one. Wow. And when Dr. Galakowitz showed up, I was like, Jelly Weekits. Jelly Weekits. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> that was awesome. But then, I mean, I was laughing at this because, you know, I love, of course, Star Trek and Paramount is now pulling stuff off CBS All Access and they're combining everything like that. And so, you know, 
they're bringing all of the actors like Patrick Stewart was in it. So they were promoting the new Paramount Plus network that's coming out, which I have ill feelings towards because, you know, all of these new networks coming out. It's just eventually we're going to be paying cable prices if we want to watch our shows. And guess what? The glory days of streaming are over and everybody's going to start pirating again. So not not a good job, guys. But anyway, the commercials were hilarious. So between Patrick Stewart, well, then they brought Michael Burnham in from Star Trek Discovery. And I have to play this because she and, you know, a bunch of other people from the actual shows are on Paramount Mountain and they're trying to climb it and they're trying to cross this bridge that it's an ice bridge and it starts to crack. And this is this is what she says. We're too heavy. There's a giant crack in the ice. She said crack. <laughs> really? Crack. <laughs> giant crack. <laughs> The look on Michael Burnham's <laughs> face when they're talking. <laughs> oh, you're going to choke me on that oh one. My Holy gosh. cow. So, wow, uh, they pulled Beavis and Butthead out of retirement. That's well, really awesome. Apparently, they're coming to Paramount Plus now. Too. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I mean, Sarah's looking at me like I've got three heads and I'm just laughing, crying. I was so funny. <laughs> She's like, well, I've never watched Beavis and Butthead. And I'm like, you know, it's so bad. But that was amazing. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Oh, Good times. Man. So I highly yeah, recommend I going and YouTubing those commercials. They're pretty fun. Yes, it's a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. It's finally cold here. We have typically around two weeks in December or early January where we get down into the negative temperatures Fahrenheit, by the way, negative, whatever at night, especially it's like negative 20 or 30 or negative 40 at night sometimes. And then the highs will be in the single digits or sometimes in the negatives. Really fun. Actually, it's yeah. dangerous, though. Well, so. we're finally hitting that right around now and this weekend, supposedly, I mean, I don't know, anything can change in any minute, but it's, it's nice to finally have a nice hard freeze because part of the reason is, you know, you're, you're trying to kill off those stupid beetles that have killed all of our the trees. Pine, yeah. Pine beetles, pine yeah. beetles. And that's why we've had so many bad fires, you know, lately these beetles come in and they eat the insides of a tree out and then they move on to the next one and it kills them and it just leaves basically tinder. That's been going on for years and a good, good, good freeze will kill them off, which is awesome. Ash bores, same kind of thing. And also a good freeze usually try. It does a pretty good job of killing off most allergies. We have not had any freezes this year. And so allergies have been alive and well. A lot of people have continued to complain about them. And I mean, this is just not something we experience in Colorado this time of year. Usually allergies hmm. are like April through October, yeah, maybe early seasonal. November. And that's it. Well, they've been nonstop here and it's bad. Hmm. Well, part of the issue, it it, it does. Yeah. Like part of the issue for me is that I've had itching going on since, well, I had it like early 2020, right before COVID hit right around COVID time. And then it went away. And then I started getting some itching again, like again in the fall and stuff. But again, allergies are still alive and well. So my mom had had itching when she found out that she was celiac. So I thought, hmm, okay, well, maybe there's a correlation. I don't know. Well, then I was talking to, uh, you know, the, the girl that was training me in Pilates this last semester and she was like, yeah, I w- I've been itching a lot lately, too. And I said, oh, wow. I said, mm. me, too. And I'm like, well, what's the correlation? And she said, well, I think it's wheat. She said, when I went off wheat for two weeks, it got better. And I was like, ooh, really? OK, so we've got my mom saying she was itching because of gluten. And, you know, here's my friend over here saying she's itching because of wheat. And so I'm like, all right. I'm going to go gluten free for 30 because then I said, well, how long does it take to get it out of your system? Because I'm thinking, you know, I'll go gluten free for five days, <laughs> you know, and I was talking to our, uh, you know, our main uh, PA medical person and she's like 30 days is really the big test. So I said, all right, uh, so dang. 30 days. I know. Well, but there's so many good gluten free options these days. It's really, not I that know, bad but, anymore, but it's still, the, I know 
So I'm like, all right, gluten-free as of this last Sunday, going 30 days, I'm going to see. I'm going to, and so far the itching is getting a little better, but again, you're not really going to know until around that, you know, end of the month. So going to see how that goes. And then also I decided at the same time, might as well just cut out, you know, any added sugars. And the reason I say added sugars is because if you have a piece of fruit, that's sugar. So it's just, you can't get away from it. I'm cutting out added sugars for ideally five to six days a week, you know, and then it's like, okay, on the weekend, maybe one or two days of the weekend, I can have some dessert and stuff, but I'm trying, I just want to test stuff out. But here's the other reason too. And this one is probably more important than, you know, whether I'm itching or feeling good or not, because remember, it doesn't matter how good you feel. It matters how good you look. Okay. That's the most (laughs) important thing to remember. And I've got my months coming up on our calendar, the TRBS calendar. Yep. Yep. And I mean, let's be honest, dude, you cannot pose on top of the black beast of without having abs. You've got to have abs. <laughs> I got to look good, man. Yeah. You've been working on those. Oh, man. I mean, you've got it's your, gonna take you a while to catch up. But you've yeah. got your 10 pack. And uh, by the time I'm done with my little exercise routine, I'm going to have 16, baby. I mean, like, wow, you're not even going to be able to see my face That's because surgery. my abs are just going to, you know, cover up my whole body. <laughs> Well, I'm impressed. Go. No, I, I I wish you luck with that. But it's interesting that you ha- you're you're having this itching allergy, and and that uh, your Pilates friend did it too. Because right after I got back from Burning Man, the first time I went in 2005, I started having an itching allergy, and it was really intense. And it, it just came out of nowhere, sense, though, because you went to Burning Man, so then you come out <laughs> itching. I mean, just saying. I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I just started itching all over. And so I, uh, you know, my doctor put me on uh, Zyrtec, you know, common oh, allergy yeah. med, you know, like Claritin, too. whatever. Yeah. And it nipped in the bud. It just went boop, like off like a light. But I had to take it every day. And I took yeah. it every day for years. Eventually, like starting maybe five years ago or so, I, I started taking it less and less. I just kind of started weaning myself off of it. And I started needing it less and less. And now I haven't taken a Zyrtec for a couple of years now. Mm. So I don't know what happened. I still don't know what caused that allergy. They never really found out. They gave me an allergy panel and they found out that I'm mildly allergic to roaches. Well, I've never been around roaches before. No house I've ever lived in has had a roach infestation. So the whole point is I never did cut gluten out of my diet, not once. Mm -hmm. And it still went away after a while. So if it's gluten related, my body may be adjusted. I don't know what happened. So allergies are fascinating because they can develop late in life out of nowhere. Just like one day you suddenly have allergies. There's really no good explanation for it that I know of. So, well, I feel like this is not 100% scientifically documented, but there is evidence out there to support this is that uh, we punish our bodies when we're young, most of us yeah. do, with the foods oh, we yeah. eat. I mean, let's Very be honest. Much. There are a few people that I know that are really good about eating healthy most of their lives and they don't have these issues, but Dang. most of us we eat crap. And we eat crap and we eat more crap when we're young. And then eventually everybody's like, oh, well, your metabolism isn't keeping up anymore. So now you're gaining weight and you keep eating crap. And then all of a sudden you start developing (laughs) all of these mysterious allergies. You're describing my 20s, Brian. (laughs) I know, but it's like we start to, oh, we have all these mysterious allergies and and health problems. And and it's like, well, what did you eat for the first 20 years of your life? Yeah. There you go. And and you know what, though? A lot of people have said that, you know, the beautiful part is you, your body can heal itself. And in fact, you know, Tim Flynn, my, my old PT who was on the show said, never underestimate the body's ability to heal itself. But the caveat is if it's given the right stuff, so the right nutrients, the right amount of sleep, the right amount of exercise, all of that, you know, not having a lot of stress and anxiety in your life. Like, I mean, really you could probably eliminate most, if not all of your allergies 
or medical issues. And I'm saying mm-hmm. probably, and I'm saying most because I'm sure there are some things that are irreversible and there are also probably some things that may have nothing to do with that. Right. But I, I mean, I would just bet that most of our health problems and allergies stem from stress and anxiety, lack of sleep, poor eating and unhealthy exercising habits. I would also take that bet, even though I do not, I do not know. I just want everyone yeah. to understand that. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I have done a yeah, lot of that, research that's and bet. that's what things are leading to. And also, and I'm not perfect with it either. I mean, I, I still eat my junk sure. food and I am not exercising as much as I was because of things still being shut down and I still stress out and have anxiety that I hate. And I, yeah. and then by hating it, you get more anxious and it's just like, ah, it's interesting you say that because in like February, March, when I was having the itching, it went away. I was eating a lot of bread earlier in the year and then I, and I kind of went down on the bread, but I didn't completely go gluten free. I just wasn't eating it as much. And then of course, allergy season tends to get done when the summer hits and everything. And I didn't have any problem at all. So it's like the body healed itself. Here's the thing. Is my issue 100% gluten rate related or is the gluten slash wheat just exacerbating an allergy that's being compounded by everything else that's going on? So if I remove the gluten for 30 days, then things might get a little better. Maybe the deep freeze that's coming might help. I mean, who knows? But, you know, yeah. the body can heal. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I can't wait to see you make it through and yeah. hear what the results are. I'm looking forward to that. It's Valentine's Day on Sunday. So happy Valentine's Day for those of you yeah. who are celebrating it. And if you're not. And we're sorry if you don't like it. We're sorry. Well, then happy, you know, do whatever you want. Singles Day. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I guess there's another thing Pick for out. like Valentine's Day if, if for women. Maybe we should call it like happy Valentine's. I like it. Yeah. How about happy man Manentine's day for men? Pal Palantine. I don't know. We don't have any good things. You know, men, men Palantine's Palantine's Palantine. Yeah. For your friends. Happy Palantine's day. I like that. All right. Well, either way, we're here to celebrate love, not in the cheesy bizarre way, but in the, you know, I love you, man. Platonic. I love yeah, you, man. Platonic way. Yeah. But we have a special origin. Captain's origin here all about Valentine's day. So regale us with your scintillating enlightenment brian why do we celebrate valentine's day i don't know captain i'll let you know there are multiple saints named valentine that appear throughout history but only one is credited with starting the romantic origins of the holiday we know today the story goes that in the year 269 a.d or ce for you science types a roman priest named valentinus was in jail and ordered to be executed by Emperor Claudius something. His last act before he died was writing a love letter to the woman who frequently came to visit him while he was in prison. Now, he's a priest, so he wasn't allowed to have a love relationship. It was very naughty. Naughty. He he signed the letter, quote, from your Valentine, unquote. And from then on, it has been considered the very first Valentine's Day card in history. I wonder if they have record of or even have that card somewhere. That would be interesting. That would be cool. Valentinus died on February 14th, 269, Mm. and several hundred years later, Pope Galazius I declared his death date would be known as St. Valentine's Day. Now, while St. Valentine lived in ancient Rome, the holiday actually combines both Christian and Roman, ancient Roman traditions, but it didn't begin as a day filled with cards and flowers. In ancient Rome, this is where it gets fun, in ancient Rome, a celebration called the Feast of Lupercalia was celebrated from February 13th through 15th, every year starting around sometime in the 3rd century BC and ending in the 5th century AD. So roughly 700 years around there, every year, this annual festival. The male priests, the Lupercalian priests, they were all men, would sacrifice a goat and a dog and then 
they ran naked through the Palatine Hill, uh, around oh. the Palatine Hill in Rome. And they celebrated this in Rome, in Gaul, which is now France, uh, in other parts of Italy. But the primary location of celebration was in the center of Rome, around the Palatine Hill. If you Wikipedia the uh, Lupercalia, that's spelled L-U-P-E-R-C-A-L-I-A. It's fascinating, the details that they have documented of exactly what these people did to celebrate this. They would run around the hill in a counterclockwise direction. Young women would line up along the street, and they would whip them with thongs that were called februa, by the way, which is where, part of where the month February comes from. Okay, Thongs from the hides of the animals they just slain. They would slap the young women's hands because the women believed this would make them more fertile. It was all in fun. They were they would always be drunk, naked, and having a great time. This was wow. one. Of, this was a fun celebration for them. Also, at the start of the festival on the thirteenth, all the single women in the area would also come and place their names in a large urn, and then the names were drawn by all the eligible bachelors and the couples. Whoever they drew, they would become bed buddies until the end of the festival. If the match is good, they would even maybe get married afterwards. Wow! Eligible bachelors and maidens back then would look forward to this festival. Because they might get a match, a uh, husband or wife or mm. whatever, you know. So it was, it was like looking forward to the prom with benefits, right? Wow. <laughs> so, huh. uh, People complain about the things we do today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ancient wow. Romans were crazy. You oh should read up on gosh. some of the stuff they did. Now, two centuries after Valentinus wrote his dying love letter, the celebration of Lupercalia was outlawed by the Catholic Church. By then, the, the old pagan Roman Empire had gone away. It was Then it became the new Roman Empire ruled by Christians and a Christian emperor, and then, then popes. Pope Galassius I effectively declared the February 14th, that is St. Valentine's Day, and he merged the two holidays. Gotcha. So because the holiday came to be associated with the marriage rituals of ancient Rome, it's believed that this is when the holiday took on a romantic meaning. But it wasn't celebrated with cards and gifts until almost a thousand years later, in the early 1800s, hmm. when Valentine's Day cards began to be mass-produced in Britain and the United States. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that they had Valentine's Day cards mass-produced that early. I thought yeah. it was more of a 20th century thing. Yeah. And then in the early 1900s, the Hallmark Company was founded. Hmm. Now, people often refer, you've probably heard this, to Valentine's Day as a, quote, Hallmark holiday. And there's some truth behind that nickname because the Hallmark holiday was actually instrumental in creating the holiday we know and love today. They created some of the first affordable Valentine's Day cards in the United States, and as the mail system became more efficient and less expensive, people began to sending cards, which eventually led to sending flowers, gifts, and other items as well. So today, Valentine's Day is celebrated in the United States, Canada, Britain, Mexico, France, and Australia. It's now customary to share flowers, chocolates, candy, and gifts on the holiday as well. According to the National Retail Federation, Americans spent more than $20 billion on Valentine's Day last year, and the NRF predicts that this year, spending will increase to more than $27 billion. Wow. So another $7 billion. Incredible. Wow, right? Yeah. So it, it came from this crazy Roman festival, and now it's a multi-billion dollar holiday. Man, I appreciate you sharing that. That, is, that was funny. And incredibly yeah. educational. Like I had no that idea. It was really fun. It was really fun to research too. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Well, my goodness, we're having so much fun here, but I got to talk TV shows really quick. And I know the show's getting ready to go long here. So I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I decided to let's do like a little scattershot approach to just checking out some different TV shows, see what's fun. I figured, you know, let's find something new to check out, you know, until some others. Of course, I know WandaVision. So in fact, let's talk WandaVision really quickly. Because there's just absolutely nothing I can say really without spoiling the crap out of this episode. But oh my gosh, episode five was absolutely fantastic. 
here's my initial response was, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. These writers know what they're doing. They knew from the beginning. This is a crafted story. It's coming together. If you are a Marvel fan or an Avengers fan, this is 100% recommendation. I would totally watch it. It's really good. Okay. Dang it. Disney plus. I know. Dang you. It's worth it. That's all I got to say. Okay, good. It's really good. And honestly, the episodes get better and better too, which I, I think is great. The equalizer. Some of you, you know, you've heard of this. Some of you are familiar with, wait, wasn't that a Denzel Washington movie? Yes, there were two movies. It was also a show in 1984. That was the original equalizer. And then of course the Denzel Washington movies came out. Those, I mean, the first one was absolutely amazing. It's still to this day, one of my more favorite movies. I love that movie. I love Denzel. He's awesome. This is a new yet another remake. So this is what the the second remake, the third iteration, third iteration. Yeah, Yeah. but now it's starring Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah, who I also (laughs) like. I love her. You know, she's great, too. But here's the thing. This is where and I'm not going to give any real main spoilers or anything like that. I just watched the first episode. It just came out this week. Denzel's character was far more mysterious, and I loved that. Like you didn't know anything about his background. He was kind of a loner. He just had this mysterious past. They never really tell you much. I mean, he kind of does a little bit of of in, in the second movie. You know, you, you learn a little bit more, but not a lot. You still don't know much with Queen Latifah's character. It's like, dude, you just know way too much, way too fast <laughs> in the first episode. She's humanized. She's a caring person. She has a daughter. And I'm like, what? Which on one hand, I like that. But on the other hand, it's just like, eh. I don't know the whole charm of this character in the first place was how mysterious this character was mm-hmm. now nothing against queen like i said i like her a lot but i'm gonna say this denzel was in shape when he did the movie queen is not so much okay <laughs> i should hope not i'm, I'm oh, just be weird i'm just saying so when you <laughs> see denzel fight it's scary like i would not want to mess with him he had it's unique- like john wick oh exactly i mean it was it was like wow wow they went there when Queen's fighting, you're kind of like, that's pretty amateur looking. She's fighting? Well, of course she they is. actually have her fighting in the show? I don't know. I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. Well, interesting. she's the equalizer, and the equalizer is highly, highly <laughs> you, trained by the best of the best. Unless it's like a satire, it sounds like awful casting. It's is it not? not it's not a satire. No being are being 100%. Well, a little bit, but they're trying to be very serious. And Okay, that's just they're, weird. They're okay. trying to make Queen Latifah out like she is this highly trained by the best of the best operative that can basically take on, you know, five guys with guns, no problem whatsoever. Dude, That's just silly. Denzel could do that. And when I he, love Queen. when he, oh, I do too. I love Queen Latifah. She's, she's great. And I love her as an actress and everything, but no, this is, this but, is maybe not the right role for her. Right. That's, that's the, yeah. that's the problem. So like, you know, that first scene, you know, he finds that girl who was sold, you know, into slavery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's in there and, and he shows up. Here's an envelope full of money. I'm going to buy her off you. And the guy's like mm-hmm. laughing. He's like, no, she's top goods. I'm not going to sell her. And he's like, look, I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to respect you. I'm bringing you a ton of money. I'm giving you an opportunity. <laughs> and he's like, don't screw it up. He's like, screw you and, you know, get out. And then he throws the money at him. And so, you know, then he goes back and like, you see him observe the room, everything that's in the room, how many guys are there, what kind of objects he can use as a weapon. And then he goes and he locks the door and then he takes all those guys out. And the way that he does it is like that could happen. That makes sense. When queen fights, you're kind of like, yeah, no, what just happened? Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It sounds, it almost sounds to me like it's that same phenomenon, like with Tilly on Star Trek discovery. 
they're pushing not blatantly, but well, sort of blatantly, an agenda where you know somebody who is not as cut and in shape can still achieve this level of ability or whatnot. And we all know that's BS. It's yeah. just within the physical realm, at least. It's just, I mean, sure, mentally, of course, but physically it doesn't make any sense. And so when you do that, when you cast someone like the amazing Queen Latifah, we grew up with that chick, and right? I love her. Absolutely love her. Yes. She just doesn't belong in the equalizer, I don't think, from yeah. what you're describing. I haven't seen it yet, but from what you're describing, it sounds like a poor casting decision. And the problem is, is that her her acting chops, her personality, her, her ability, absolutely she belongs as the character. Sure. She's doing a great job. But yeah, the these... And again, I mean, I'm trying to be sensitive here because this, I'm not I'm not judging. I'm just saying it just doesn't fit yeah. in that sense. Just like Tilly, you know, what would be interesting, though, and I'm not kidding about this, is that you get a special ops person, a true special ops person on the show here and say, will she make this like can she actually do this in her shape? Let's be Feasibly, honest. Yeah, I mean, tell me you tell me and then get, you know, a military officer to come in and say, you know, could Tilly survive as an ensign? Let's just be honest. I mean, I, that's all I'm asking, because well, I want everyone to know that no matter who you are or where you're at, you can be great. What in this you look world. like. Yeah, you can be great in this world. You can. And I fully believe in that. But I have a heart condition. I now have, you know, a damaged sciatic nerve. If somebody were to come to me and say, Brian, you could make it in the NBA. You could do it. If you really wanted to, you could do it. I'm going to look at them and I'm going to say, look, thank you for the <laughs> encouragement. But there's also reality. Then you got to go back to the beginning of the real Brian show. We had Nicholas, Nicholas McCarthy on the show. He's one armed born with one arm and he wanted to be a, a concert pianist. And guess what? He did it. So, you know what? Wow. People, okay. people can overcome the odds. <laughs> Some things. Yeah, they can. And I'm, and, that, and again, I love that inspiration and I love, and you know what? Do it then. But can he play the amount of notes that two hands can play? No, of course. But what he limit. has done is he has modified his music. It's not the full notes, but it's a modification and it's awesome. I don't have any problem with someone saying, you know, hey, if you know, you're, you're not the perfect chiseled, you know, 16 pack abs, you know, like Captain Influence here. And by no. the way, that's good because I get really tired of Hollywood saying this is what you should look like. I hate that. Yeah. And so when and they bring dead. when they bring someone like Queen Latifah out and saying, hey, you know what? You can be a little uh, a little plus size and still rock, you know, kicking some butt here. I, I like that message, but it also just doesn't feel realistic either. I love the message, but let's make it realistic. Let's make it achievable and or let's show a story like Nicholas McCarthy and then a how to if you have one arm and you want to be a concert pianist, I'm going to show you how to do this. You know what I would have been really impressed with is if is if Queen Latifah had gotten cut for that role. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Like all of a sudden, like, who is that cut chick? That's Queen Latifah. Yeah, that would have been awesome. (laughs) Yes, because then that message would have been you can do anything. Yeah, even you can, at my you age, can, kind of thing is what if you could say. Queen Latifah can get cut for this role. Anybody can. I mean, that's that's what the message could have been. Yeah. But no, I felt like they were promoting you know false false hope here, and I yeah. I just I have a real problem with that because I have seen so many people's lives destroyed by false hope. I want to give people real hope, and I want to give yeah. people real encouragement. But other than oh, that, yeah. it's fun. Um, and here's the other thing I would say too is treat it as a completely separate entity from the movies and from the original TV show. Don't even look at it as anything like it and you'll enjoy. I mean, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I'm excited for next episodes. Moving on. I found another show that is a six episode show that was very interesting. 
and it was advertised on Netflix, you know, kind of like, hey, check it out based on shows you've watched. And it's called Fate, the Winks Saga. I think this was an animated show. It's now a live action with six episodes. The story and the magic and the mystery of it was really, really cool. And it totally drew me in in that sense. But it's very clear that it's targeted at teen girls. Which is, oh, goody. I got to watch it. I know. Right. And I'm like really disappointed about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the show is great. Very CW style. Very great at accentuating all of the stereotypical tropes. And interestingly, <laughs> they push and glorify bullying and self-centered narcissism, which I thought was very funny. Heathers. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the, the main character is like, you're kind of an idiot. Like you really are an <laughs> idiot. And then, of course, you know, there's this magical transformation, you know, and oh, well, you know, that all changes and stuff like that. But that part really annoyed me. And I was like, I don't really want to watch this because of that. But I'm like, but dude, the story and the magic and the mystery and everything else is like drawing the teenage me in so girl much. in you. Yeah, no, no, no. The teenage girl in me is like, oh, my gosh, this is so <laughs> lame. And the, you know, the, the fantasy sci fi lover in me is like, dude, I need to know what happens. Okay. If they had done much more of a, you know, Harry Potter slash Lord of the Rings style, I think it would have been like an instant classic. I think it really because the story really lent itself to that and it could have been absolutely phenomenal. But I did like how it ended again. It's only six episodes, so it goes pretty quickly. I did like how it ended. I liked the story and I'm, I'm anxious for the second season. It does have a lot of language. Just throwing that out for you. You people, you know, if you're, oh, let's let's have my kids watch it. Well, you know, I think it was actually intended as a kid's story originally, but the language is definitely not kid friendly at all. Interesting. Okay. That was a little shocking hmm. to me. But moving on, the last thing I want to bring up really quickly is my current PT, Derek, was like, you ever seen or heard of Ted Lasso? And I was like, well, that sounds familiar, but I've never watched it. Well, it's on Apple TV Plus, which I happen to still have a free subscription to because they mm. just keep giving it to us and keep extending it. So I'm like, sweet. I'll watch Rock it. On. Wow, dude. You know, Derek was like, it's so fun to watch his positivity. And I'm like, oh, I'm in. I need that. I need positivity and, you know, fun kind of happy stuff. It's exactly what it is. It's about a soccer team in the UK. A and, football team. Yeah, football. It's about European football. And mm-hmm. he is the coach, except that he came from coaching wichita state football like american football had no experience in coaching european football and so it's kind of funny but like the first episode i thought was interesting and then it just gets better and better but derek was right the positivity ted's positivity is is just incredibly amazing and absolutely inspiring and it's 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 teaching me to be like i need to be more like that i need to let things roll off my back more like that the british humor is fun And as the show goes on, it gets more and more and more heartwarming, brings in incredible emotion. I mean, I was blown away. It's funny at times. It's a great story. There's great music involved. My only negative is once again, it's mature rated with language and like a lot of innuendos and stuff like that. Just throwing that one out again in case people are like, oh, you know, let's watch it with the kids. Nope, don't do that. And to me, it's actually a little distracting from the heart of the show. It doesn't need to be there. It doesn't necessarily add to the show. But other than that, it really, truly brings good humor, good story, inspiration, positivity, emotion, beautiful character development, by the way. Highly recommended, but just keep the, uh, the language in mind for those of you who are sensitive to that. All right. And speaking of Ted Lasso is music because one of the songs was the actual Ted Lasso theme. The two guys that do it are Marcus Mumford from, yes, Mumford and Sons and then <laughs> Tom Howe. But I mean, it's really good. It's very fun and happy and positive. So I'm going to put that in the TRBS 2021 mix. 
And then also I discovered London Grammar. Which oh, you just discovered London Grammar. I've nice. never heard of them before for some reason. Yeah. I didn't know. But the song that I found was actually in the Fate the Winx Saga, one of the episodes. And I was like, well, this is really good. Who is this? Yeah. I'm like, London Grammar. How come I never knew who they were? Yeah, they've been around a while. I know. I know. And you knew about they're probably, them. And- they're probably old now. How come you didn't share them with me then, man? I come don't on. know. Come on. See, this is we're I all about my sharing music close to the vest. Sometimes, come you on, know man. me. We're all about sharing. here. <laughs> sharing. Sharing is caring, baby. Well, yes. London grammar. Wow. So the songs I picked. Well, the first one I heard was if you wait, which was the one in, in the fate episode that was so good. But I mean, you can check it out. Lose your head. Baby, it's you. Let you know. Those are some other really amazing songs, but I'm going to put the if you wait in the 2021 mix. Okay. And then my third and final song here is by Apollo LTD or Apollo limited. I do not know who this band is, but it popped up, you know, in my Spotify discover and it's called soldier on and I'm listening to it and I'm like, wow, this is really good. I don't know who this band is, but they're really good. So that's going in there as well. You can check it out. Well, I I got shivers. I love it. You know, they say when you get shivers, there is a ghost right behind you touching you. Deep thoughts with captain influence. If someone is running through the streets naked and flogging young women with dead animal skins, you should trip them. If they get mad at you, blame the gods, then point and laugh at their yarbles. Fun times in ancient Rome. Oh, you know what the music means. Our time is up, but thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. And this was fun. I hope you had a good time today. We had a really fun time. You know, we'd love to hear from you always. So you can go to realbryanshow.com slash 268 or you can just go to your app your podcast app scroll down click on the links check all that stuff out happy valentine's day have a great week we'll see you soon real brian show signing off the real brian show is a production of 514 media at 514mediaempire.com